0: Metu Netur, Volume 2, Anuk Ausar, The Kemetic Initiation System. Beginning on page 49, Stage 2 of the Cosmological Process, Book of Knowing the Creations of Ra, the creation of the divine law or order. Stage 1 of the creation ends with the statement by the creator that, quote, not existed heaven, not existed earth, not had been created the things of earth and creeping things in place that I raised them up from out of new from a state of inactivity. End quote. In other words, only the creator existed at this point. Stage two begins with the statement that, quote, Not found I a place I could stand wherein I enlightened with my wisdom my will. I laid a foundation in the divine law or order ma and through it I made a I made every attribute I was alone, not had I emitted Shu, not had I emitted Tefnut, not existed another who worked with me. Unlike the cosmogonies including that of the so called modern scientist. We learn that before things can be made, a foundation based on order must be put in place. The statement, quote, I intuited my will and laid a foundation in order, end quote, is based on the relationship between wisdom and order, which are complements. In Volume 1, I showed that the things don't have qualities in and of themselves. Qualities arise out of the relation of things with each other into the whole. The intuitive ability to consistently discern these relationships is a function of wisdom, and their codification into the Book of the Law is Ma'at. The creation of order before things provides the answer to a question that has dogged scientists. They have wondered why the explosion that led to the creation of the universe was an orderly event, unlike all other explosions that exhibit a random and disordered form. The text goes on to explain that all things which are to be created will be made by the will of God. But the next specific act of creation concerns the two fundamental shaping factors of order, Shu and Tefnut. Although these terms correspond to fire, and moisture, respectively, these are to be understood as metaphors and actual correspondences for the abstract qualities that they represent. Shu, represented by fire, air, and heat, corresponds to the quality of expansiveness, rising centrifugal forces, Positive, masculine, outgoing, outside, extroversion, etc. What in Chinese cosmogony is termed yang? Tefna, represented by moisture and the objective material basis of manifestation, corresponds to contraction, downward movement, center pedal forces, negative, feminine, receptive, inner. Introspective, etc. What in Chinese cosmogony is termed yin. Incidentally, Ma'at can thus be equated with the Tao. It is highly instructive to note that the creation of these two shaping factors of order have their roots in the subjective. They are said to be raised up from the inert, watery mass of Nu. The consciousness will of the Supreme Being is to find its expression in the world through Shu, and the energy matter side of being is to express itself through Tefnut. Similarly, the will corresponds to Shu and the consciousness to Tefnut, while energy corresponds to Shu and matter to Tefnut. The link between the two sets is established by two whirls of primordial spiral. The grand duality is the basis of all dual manifestations in the world. We must also note that heat and water are two of the most universal shaping factors of life forms. Although the text does not go into it, we must note that there is a vast literature that elaborates these two shaping factors into the four elements. The, of the wise or alchemy fire water earth and air i.e. they are metaphors for the four foundational qualities of things and events see volume 1 pages 74 through 75 it is important to keep in mind that the creation of order is in reality a stage in the sequence of events following the uttering of the primordial creative word It corresponds to the numerical pattern underlying the spiral. Stage three: the cosmological process. Book of the Knowing, the Creations of Ra, Creation of the Sun. The Creator goes on to say, "We're rate quote we we we're or quote were raised up Shu and Tefnut in the inner watery mass." Wherein they were brought they to my eye in their train. End quote. This eye is, of course, as all Egyptologists agree, the sun. This passage deserves special consideration for the fact that Egyptologists have been in the habit of equating raw and other attributes of God with the sun. That Ra is not the sun can be seen in the following verse of the story of Ra, an outset in which Ra states, I have multitude of names and multitude of forms. It is obvious that the sun could not be referred to here as everyone knows that the sun does not have more than one form. We will have have ample opportunities to examine other refutations of the equation of Ra with the sun. The text clearly refers to the sun as the eye of the creator, symbolized as Aussa or Ra. It is important to keep in mind that the creation of the sun is in reality a stage in the sequence of events following the uttering of the primordial creative world, which sets the inner energy of the subjective realm into a spiraling motion. With each turn, the center of the spiral condenses until it achieves such density and develops such heat that it must burst into the land of fire, the big bang from which will spin on spiral off the many clusters of galaxies making up the world. It must be said here to be taken up later that this is the process behind the formation of every thought as well. Stage four, the cosmological process, the book of knowing the creations of Ra, the creation of creatures and divine faculties, deities. Unlike Genesis and other cosmogonies, the book of knowing the creations of Ra, in agreement with the contemporary science, informs us that all the things on earth, humans, plants, creeping things, etc., were made from emanations, tears, from the sun. We must marvel at the inside as Western scientists only arrived at it after looking into the inner structure of the atom. While the things of the earth are derived from the sun, the creative attribute of God acts through the shaping factors of order, Shu and Tefnut, to create the nominal or metaphysical and phenomenal or physical divisions of the world. Through these two, it creates the remaining mental faculties of itself and of man. In order, these are Ausars, Heru, Kenti, and Mati, Set, Auset, and Nebet. Their functions as well as seemingly second creation of Ausar will be explained later. Reason for the creation. Why did God make the world is a question that has vexed many profound thinkers. Let's recall the attributes of God before the creation. The material basis of the word is undifferentiated in its infinite, its energy, its inert, and its enveloped by total darkness i.e. consciousness has nothing to perceive. Even after creating itself, the creator says, I was alone, not born were they, not had I emitted Shu. not had I emitted tefnut. I brought into my mouth my own name, that is to say a word of power. And I, even I, Came into being in the form of things which came into being, and I came into the form of the Creator. The beginning and end of this quote tell the whole story. God was alone and thus had no experiences. It therefore created, through words of power, itself not only as Creator, but as the things it created. If we recall the observation that consciousness is immaterial, then we must realize that it cannot be divided or multiplied. The consciousness that dwells in living things is the undivided consciousness of the Supreme Being. The appearance as separate and individuated conscious beings can be understood in the analogy of shining a light through different colored windows, the same light that will come out on the other side with entirely different qualities as it shines through the yellow glass or the red glass and so on. Thus, the one consciousness comes out different as it shines through men of different makeup, dogs, horses, roses worms, etc., of the, of, quote, the form of things, end quote, in which the supreme being came into being. Only one can afford in the experience itself as God. This is man. Serious thought on the matter will lead to the realization that for this to occur, man must therefore possess the same attributes as a supreme being, same quality of being, although not in the same quantity. This is the crux, the essence of the comedic religion and way of life. It is one of transcending the human, vegetal, mineral, and animal propensities to give full manifestation to the divine self. This is the reason for studying cosmogony. As above, so below. As God creates, so does man. The destruction of the world. The destruction of the world emphasizes the essential points of the creation. The Per heru utterance number one seventy-five atem says to Asar, "You are destined for millions of years of lifetime of millions of years, and then I will destroy all that I have made. This land shall return to new, to the inundation." As it was before the first time I shall survive together with al After I have assumed my form Of what has been presented In the preceding form of serpents Which men know not and God see not The light of what has been presented In the preceding chapter and above This passage speaks for itself I will only elucidate the seeming difference between Alsar and Atem which disappears once we remember that we are dealing not with the nouns and not other subjects but with adjectives and representing the attributes of the supreme being Alsar and Atem represent emphasis on different aspects of consciousness and that ends the reading of chapter 3 cosmogony.